Hey, hey, what's up? It's the Zisu back again with Flea. And this is the Mast Society. I also got with me my co host, it's Jade. Hi, guys. Yeah, that was our kitty, so. Oh, it did sound like hi. He's yeah. part of the show. Yeah, okay. He's got love. Let's get going. All right, let's get into it. Uh, today, we're going to be covering uh, Season 3, Episode 5 of The Masked Singer, Masked Maddox. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you've had a chance to listen to our uh, previous week's episode. We did an episode where we covered the first three episodes of the season and then we did one last week where we just focused on episode four and then we did a live watch reveal at the end of the episode uh that was a lot of fun so we decided to do that again uh we're at the point now where we've watched all the episode and we're uh, right at the point of the the unmasking and we've paused it so we're going to get through we're going to cover the episode and then we're going to watch do a, a a live reveal live reaction on the show so that'll be fun And uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, The first thing I wanted to do, make this a tradition, is get into our prediction of who will be unmasked. Before we see anything in the episode, uh, we've seen these performers once, uh, but they've all survived for another episode. But who do we think after not seeing, I I wrote this down before we're seeing tonight's uh, performances, uh, and both Jade and I uh, predict the banana will not make it any further it's one of my favorite outfits this season but uh he definitely was at risk last week it felt uh when the elephant got uh unmasked which like i said uh definitely spoiler warning going forward for uh everything mass singer that's aired to this point so last week the elephant was unmasked and it was tony hawk so uh that was my guess Last week, oh, we're oh, accidentally. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Um, we're actually going back too far, so hopefully there's not a an extra commercial break after we. Oh, yep, nope. It's like we're like if it gets pressed again, like the reveal is like right there. I should probably take it back, just even a few. But yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, that was our guesses for who was going to be eliminated. Uh, we both went with Banana. So the first performance of tonight was Banana, and he performed uh, Billy Ray Cyrus' hit Achy Breaky Heart. Uh, he kind of started in the audience, right? Yeah, and at first he you could tell like he wasn't really singing, and I think after he said, like, um... He I forgot, forgot the words. The words I so, thought that it was he was just waiting yeah. to kick in, so it actually worked out pretty well. I didn't realize if he, he forgot he forgot the start of the song. Yeah. He didn't start. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just waiting to like get on stage like, or something. Kick in or something, but I was like, no, like honestly, like if he wouldn't have said anything, I probably like no one would have noticed. Yeah, I I agree. But um, he was able to sell them on the amount of fun he was having and he did mention going through some hard times and and you know how someone like this helps and it's just so enjoyable and uh, it was cool to see uh you know that he 
had a lot of fun with it at the very least, but uh, I don't, you know, know if necessarily he did himself any favors, especially admitting the uh, missed lyrics, so. Right, yeah, I feel like in, not necessarily like this is like, oh, like high stakes or whatever, but when you're in a situation, you never really want to like admit you're like, oh, like I just screwed up there, like, yeah, I totally like yeah. failed like no like people... that's actually what you don't want to do you don't want to call attention to it you want to keep rolling and let them catch it let them tell you but don't you dwell on it you know yeah cause who knows like like I said like if he like wouldn't have said anything I would have never had a second thought about it yeah so yeah no but honestly yeah it was a fun performance besides that obviously right and as far as guesses this week, they didn't have the same guess of who I liked last week for it. So I had to quickly go and look up the uh, Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Ken Jong actually uh, guessed Larry the Cable Guy. And I was like, no way. But I do like the, uh, the idea of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. And they had another guess of Jeff Foxworthy. But I think it's actually the other guy I had to go look up who it was, uh, the members of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. And I'm going to go with, uh, I like uh, Bill Engvall is my guess for uh, who it is. Did you have any other guesses? Do you like any other guesses? Do you have any other guesses for the banana? Uh, no, honestly, I think I'll I'll side with you on this one, just because I think it is someone in the comedy group, and I don't know the other I don't know the other members as much, so I'll just go with you. Yeah, well, the famous ones are Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Bill Ingvall is one, and then uh, Ron White is the other. Oh, okay, yeah, those guys, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so, we'll see. Uh, but moving on to the next performance of the night, it was uh, Mouse performing Natalie Cole's This Will Be an Everlasting Love. So, uh, definitely uh, a legend here, a legendary performance. Uh, it's always fun when they have these. You can tell when the, the, the performer is a little older, they choose to stay in one spot and stationary. You know, they're not all over the stage like some of the performers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she, she like I, you said last week, uh, great costume that she's got. And, uh, you know, solid performance. Uh Especially after eliminating uh, Shaka Khan earlier in the season, I feel like there's no way that uh, Mouse doesn't advance and, and, and be part of the Super 9. Right. Yeah, and I'd also like to point out the idea of like how most of the time when it's an older performer, one, like a thing that um, Dad said, was that they usually don't move a lot because, you know, they're older, but also they don't usually change their song style. Right. They usually, like, stick with one genre that they're, like, comfortable with or have, like, sure. a ba even a background yeah. in. Also, this is kind of random, but can we talk about the fact, I don't know, I just, I love old songs like this, like, Natalie Cole, like, daughter of Nat King Cole, like, I love Nat King Cole so much, like, it's awesome. Yeah. The last week, the mouse did Get Here by Oletta Adams. And yeah, this week did, uh, uh, this will be an everlasting love. Natalie Cole, so 
Um, I really liked the Ken Jong guess of Tina Turner, and I was like, yes, I like that. That's going to be my guess. And then instantly the uh, Robin and uh, Nicole. Nicole. Uh, they were for sure it was uh, Dion Warwick yeah. and they gave some reasons I think there was like a Soul Train reference in there and I was like oh man I really like their reasons so I instantly uh, did change my guess to Dion Warwick yeah and there was also something one of her clues was involving gold which was yeah they gold. said like solid gold yeah which was like a part of like uh, I can't remember what Robin said but like a show maybe or something like that yeah yeah so, but yeah, uh, before we move on, anything else on the mouse's performance? Oh no, I just, I think, oh god, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I think, I know I said this last episode, I'm gonna continue to say it because I hope she like continues on. Um, but it's just like, it's so cute. Like, how can you not like it, you know? Oh like, yeah, great, great costume. Like, and just, I don't know, like, the backup dancer or something that I noticed this performance was, you know, they're just up, like, um, little mouse, not mice. Yeah, and they had, uh, they had cheese blocks. They had cheese, <laughs> and it was so cute, because, you know, this will be, um, is a romantic song. And so, like, during, like, I don't know, like, a cute lyric or something like that, the two dancers, like, came together, and then they were, like, eating the cheese together. And I was like, why is that cute? Like, Yeah, and yeah. at the end, they kind of, like, threw it up. As they yeah. fell down. Uh huh. That was yeah. That was an interesting move. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, on to the next performance of the night. We had uh, Frog with a very unique and interesting take on Fifty Cent's "In the Club." It was, uh, I guess you could say, a remix. Uh, it was nothing like what the regular track is. It was kind of. Uh, a little bit of, I guess you could say, uh, like a slowed down type. Slowed down, like m- more pronunciated. I don't know, like calm, not calm, but like I don't, just not as like upbeat, I guess. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, great performance as far as his stage presence. He was all over the place and, and dance moves and choreography. And he had a lot of other people out there with him for, you know, the, in the club references and everything like that. And, um, I really did enjoy his performance. This isn't, like I said, if you listen to any of the, the other pods, I really, I'm not a fan of things like American Idol and The Voice. And, you know, I can appreciate somebody's uh, singing talent, and but that's not what draws me to this competition. I like guessing who it is. I like uh, the, the costumes and guessing who the performers are. And that's what really draws me to this. And for Frog, I did notice, this is a long-winded way of me saying, I noticed um, he did actually get a little winded at one point and would like because he was moving around so much and dancing he like got caught up in the lyric he he recovered but i could tell like his movement like like you know prevented him from you know having the smoothest performance but it was still don't overall it was like really well done it was just i i caught that you know okay yeah i know that was good i didn't actually notice that yeah no he, he kept going yeah. which is like it kind of like the reverse of what we said, you know, went wrong with the banana. Um, 
That being said, I have no idea who this was. I didn't like their guesses. They went with uh, Carlton um, from Fresh Prince. And he even like did the dance and tried to sell. And they're like, oh, you're doing it. And you're doing it perfectly. And it's like, ah, I don't think that's really a giveaway. Um, I could see it being him, but I I don't think it is. I guess like Omarion. I just don't have a good guess uh, for the frog yet, though. Uh, are you picking up on anything? No, but honestly, I feel like it's someone... I feel like it's someone we know. I feel like it's something that I would know. Who knows? Like, but I, yeah. Yeah. One thing I said during the performance to you was I feel like they move well, but I feel like this person's from an older generation than even me. I'm in my 40s, which led me to believe this person's in their 50s, maybe even early 60s. They just, they still move really well, but I just got that vibe, you know? I don't know. They did uh, MC Hammer can't touch this first episode and then they did frog in the club here so uh, before we move on any any last words on the frog not right now no okay then we will move on to the taco uh, another one of uh, my favorite outfits this season i hope the taco uh, can be part of the three to move on but uh, i'm feeling another uh, legend here, somebody who's been in the entertainment game a long time. The Taco did this week. They did uh, last week. They did Sinatra. This week they did Elvis. So uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a big clue. Their 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 song choices that this is, uh, you know, an older performer. But uh, yeah, Taco performed Elvis's Bossa Nova Baby. So, uh, interesting take on it. I liked that he had just the one dancer out there with him, and she had like this tray of like what looked like margaritas, but they were like obviously fake, and she like turned them to the side a bunch of times. Yeah. I, it kept catching my eye when she would like turn them to the side and like upside down. Right, yeah, no, I like that. And I haven't, that song in particular i don't know like i just never really listened to it all that much and so it's fun like hearing songs like that that aren't necessarily as popular to right know, right, even, right even for me you know? yeah 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 no it's definitely not uh one i've heard a, a lot played it's definitely not i feel at least as far as elvis's rotation it doesn't get as much play as some of his other songs but uh Overall, great performance, and I hope uh, I hope he can advance. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to them deciding between when it comes to that time, uh, when it, if it comes between uh, Mouse and and Taco, as far as the final three out of this group. So, uh, anything else on the Taco before we move on to the final performance of the night? I hope. The taco lives on. Yeah. Um, we, as you noticed, I, I guess I should recover here for a second and say, uh, really have no good guesses on on who this is. Um, they were guessing like Alec Baldwin and they had uh, Harry Connick Jr. And I was like, I think I think it's somebody even older than that. That, does, that the, They feel almost too young right. to... To be, you know, of that, even that song selection for the, you know, Elvis and uh, Sinatra, you know? 
because they're very popular you got to think about that like it could just be like oh like i like them like i could do those songs yeah, I honestly I think those two would be moving around you know a lot more. Not to say he was like completely still, he wasn't. He did have moves. And another thing I want to mention is uh uh we didn't say that uh Fluffy was the guest judge this episode. And this was probably the the, the funniest biggest moment of the episode as far as concerning him because when he commented, he was like uh you know Oh man, taco! Like you know, what's coming between me and that taco? And then uh, he ran off stage, like towards the camera, and they had a great angle of him running towards camera. And you could see the judges and Nick Cannon. It was like a great angle to catch him, and he was like running away off the stage. That was really funny. So, you know, he's not completely immobile. That's you know for sure. So, you know, he doesn't have to be old, old. But I don't know. He's really giving me that vibe. Maybe, I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, that will take us to our final performer of, the, form, performer of the evening, Kitty, who performed Brett Young's Mercy. Uh, I was unfamiliar with the song, but it was a slower song, a slower performance. Uh, Kitty last week performed Dangerous Woman. So, yeah. Um, you know, a uh, real kind of solitary performance. There's nobody else out there with her for this. Uh, not a lot in the background. Uh, just a real uh, vocal showcase, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but considering I was unfamiliar with the song, uh, it didn't really grab me. It wasn't a bad performance, but it just didn't, it didn't grab me a lot. Yeah, no, same here. I Maybe it's just a song choice, and maybe that does have an effect. But I still enjoyed it for what it was, and I, I really do like Kitty, as I've said before. So, Right. So, um, especially after not having guesses for, or good guesses that matter for the, the frog and, and taco, I was like, man, I gotta have something for uh, Kitty. So... Uh, I was listening to what the judges were saying, and of all people, I, I agreed with uh, Ken Jong. I liked how he picked up on some of the, the, the clue package items, and then he thought that there was uh, modern family indicators, and he, so he guessed Sarah Highland. So I'm going to agree with Ken Jong on this. Uh, I have no other guesses, though, on who this could be. Yeah, no, I like that guess. I, could, I think I could see it being her. All right, uh, before we get ready for this live reveal, any uh, final thoughts on Kitty? She's cute. All right. Um, and also, before we get ready for this live reveal, got to make sure I turn it up. It looks like they're going to get right into it, so I uh, won't have to wait long uh, to hear what this is. I, I hope I didn't turn it up too, too loud, but I do want to catch it on the mic, uh, our reveal. Um, I'm sure nothing has changed, but just to double down, um, who do you think is, uh, going to be revealed this episode? I think sadly the banana. Yes, I think, uh, I think the banana is definitely going to be revealed, uh, and my guest Bill Engvall, but, uh, right now we're going to go ahead and watch this live finale and, uh, this live unmasking and see uh, who it is and the unmasking. So let's get into it. Live reveal time. 
They're all worried. Oh no! Banana! Okay, well, I went back a little too far, but I don't think it's going to make us watch another commercial. Load back up. Yes, it did. <laughs> mouse! Oh my god! I can't believe it! Another legend. Is this like, is this like the show, like manipulating to where oh. they like? And banana like came to like prop her up. He said, "Give her love." Aww. Is this like the legends getting revealed early and then like, oh, what the hell? Like... Well, they're gonna do final guesses. I'm gonna let that uh, play, and you know we can talk over it. But uh, I did want to pause it to say. Man, I felt like with Shaka Khan, like I was like, how? Especially with Gronk. And I was like, do do they have to go? And like now I'm it's like the only other thing I can guess is that happened again. The I guess it does in in studio, in audience, they all vote and the judges vote. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is maybe she didn't connect with them as far as like song choice and like I thought Banana was done, but maybe they had more. The audience had more fun with Aki Breaky Heart than they did with "This Will Be an Everlasting Love." And I hate to hold it against the legends, but maybe the fact that they don't move around a lot, the audience, I guess, dinged them on that, which is insane to me. But yeah, no, I don't know. It's interesting to see. Like, obviously, we're not allowed to see like the logistics of the numbers. And yeah. Like that. But I'd be super curious. To yeah. See what they are. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, it does make you wonder, like, did they have to go? Right, or, like, <laughs> do they tell them, like, like, a few hours before, like, hey, so we have to, like, get rid of, like, the mouse tonight? We have to, yeah. yeah. Like, and, you know, the fix is in, but either way, the show is a lot of fun, but uh, let's find out uh, who this mouse is. They're going to do final guesses now. Uh, I really like Dion Warwick. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys? Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, her. Yeah. All right. So let's listen in for their final guesses. Nineteen seventy nine clue. Oh, the release uh, of Dion in nineteen seventy nine. Host of Solid Gold. When they, when those like, two when ag agree, yeah, when the musicians agree, you know, like it's probably that. Yep. Uh, Jenny's guessing Tracy Ellis Ross. No way, she's not a, not a young singer. Yeah, she's she's still like what, like around your age? Yeah, yeah. Costco plus one. 
<laughs> Ken's guessing Tina Turner, and I, I like that as a second guess, but I'm locking in on Dionne Warwick. And finally, Fluffy's guess. Oh, he's going Dionne Warwick, so... We got everybody on Dion, one for Tina Turner. Here we go. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Here it comes. He's struggling to help reveal the mask. Dion Warwick. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Robin and Nicole. and Nicole. Yay! She's awesome. So cool. They guessed her for the first two seasons, too, so it's cool she finally showed up, you know? Right, yeah. It's great. Oh, she's a Raider fan, Nez. Oh, Fluffy's a Raiders fan. Wow. <laughs> she was an honorary coach of the Raiders. She lived in Brazil. Brazilian nuts. <laughs> All right. Looks like they're winding down. And one more time, she's going to sing. This will be. But yeah, we've only got one more episode in this group before we get the final set in the episode two weeks from now. So, one more time for Dion. Hooray for Dion. Yeah, no, that was lovely. Yeah, uh, incredible that... Uh, she outdid the banana, and the banana knew it. He ran right over yeah, and was like, give her love. Yeah, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, like, he knew. Like So, uh, going in to the final episode, I one, we're, we're, we're running into a similar scenario where, for the first set of episodes, yeah. I thought Gronk should be gone, should be gone, and then he wasn't gone. And now it's almost happening with Banana. I'll be stunned if Banana can outlast... Uh, Who's left? Uh, Frog, Taco, and Kitty. It feels like it should be Frog, Taco, and Kitty. Yeah. But if one of those 
if 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 banana is able to outlast them like wow i mean that shows personality though like it's possibly it does show personality and also shows outfit choice can matter i told you coming into this season without knowing anything the banana was my favorite outfit. Yeah. It was the one I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, you know? same with me and Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Like, so, I love that. and yeah, that counts. So, all right. Uh, we look, we did pretty good. Uh, 28 minutes on this episode so far. So, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, you're listening to all our E Society shows. Uh, me and Jade got a bunch going right now. Shout out to Jade. We got Mass Society right here. Uh, we got Clone Society, covering the new season of Clone Wars. And she's been jumping in uh, here and there on NBA Check In. So, thank you for that, Jade. I, I really love recording with you. It makes it so much fun rather than just having to go off the top of my head, you know. So, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. I'm happy to do it. Plus, it's fun because every time I talk, I get to spread my opinion out there, and it's weird to think that people are actually listening to my voice. But yeah, um, also, you know, it's it's a, like an an inspiration too, because like I don't know, it's like be, it's not even like oh yeah, it's something I have on my resume, which I do have on my resume, but like. It's like cool to actually tell people about that. Like, yeah, my dad has like a podcast and I get to be on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to have you. So uh, as far as the regular show goes, uh, Nez just put up a, a, a post saying, you know, a regular episode is coming of uh, E-Society, the regular show. So uh, sounds like he's ready uh, to record one of those. Uh, I'm hoping to watch a few more things and have uh, something to speak about on it. Uh, he got out to see Impractical Jokers tonight. It opens tomorrow here. I'm so excited. Uh, watched, you know, huge fan of the show. Uh, watched each episode, you know, 20 plus times each. I've been saying that a lot today, but it's true. Uh, my go-to show. So I can't wait uh, to see what it's like in the theater. Uh, I will be curious to see what kind of audience we get. They had been selling out the first week, but they had also been showing up. Uh, helping the box office and I was just telling Jade the other day like man why don't more people do that they could actually help their movies you know Uh, I know they do that a little but if they did it to the degree that like Jokers did you really could help your film just showing up like that you you will sell out screenings just showing up and being like hey thank you and you know appreciate you like you know it's actually so so worth it and i'm thankful for all those fans that did show out and 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 let the movie go wide this week so i can't wait to check that out so you'll definitely hear our thoughts on that next episode and uh, everything else we saw so uh until next week of mass society have fun be safe and we'll see you next time you society